Hi, and welcome to Finding the Line. My name is Ben. And I'm Nathan. Hey, Nathan. How are you going? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, we had a week's break, so it's kind of nice to come back and get back into the saddle, I guess. I know, it is nice. It's such a weird saying, into the saddle. Into the... I've never heard of into the saddle. Isn't it saddle? Like, you know, on a horsey? Oh! You get back in the saddle? See, I, I heard, like, saddle, and I thought, like... Like, like into, Seattle? Like the city? Like, like Seattle? Like, it's nice I was to be like, back in Seattle, isn't Yeah. It? But then I also thought of, like, into the saddle, I thought... Um, this might sound risque, but, like, the... like like a sleeping bag so weird i was like it's like is he making a sexual reference on our podcast We're like I, I, I don't in. think we can open a, a podcast episode without making some sort of sexual reference <laughs> it's the, <laughs> that seems, is so good it's, it's, it's a thing now we're it's a the thing now. Come, oh, let's hop on the saddle okay mm. all right all right moving on speaking of saddles so this week we are doing we just we had a discussion after our last episodes and like we've done a few episodes where we actually tend to agree on everything mm. and we need something that we don't agree on i know so, which is gonna be difficult because gonna... you're an enneagram nine we'll get to the enneagram one day but you're an enneagram nine yeah so i don't like conflict i'm a seven and as i said i still don't like conflict though. yeah, yeah like yeah. i'm not great with conflict i try to avoid like the plague but that's okay that's fine we'll see what happens yeah. but it's kind of interesting because like i think it's been obvious that I think we've been skirting around some like heavy theological topics based on... I mean, for me, it's slightly putting me in a vulnerable position for things that I believe yeah, and being really open about that. And we're both putting ourselves in that position, mm. uh, which is good, I think, in a lot of ways. And we're going to do that definitely today. Yeah. Um, so the topic we're talking about is sin, mm. which is just like, oh, my goodness, what a heavy, boring subject is to talk about. <laughs> and we'll probably try and find a fun spin to put on it in here and somewhere at some point. I'm sure we will. Um, I did want to do just a couple of disclaimers first, if that's first, if that's okay. Uh, first up, the room we're recording in at the moment, you may hear some background noise, uh, just cars and things. Just, we've got a nice view out the window, but also means you hear the cars when they drive past. So just it's like you're here with us, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're um, in the room. You're in the room, everybody. There you <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's crowded. Yeah. <laughs> The second one was being this sort of subject, we, we're we really cautious on this podcast not to get really bogged down in uh, nitty gritties of theological debates as far as trading verses, of biblical verses uh, from a Christian perspective, back and forth and all that sort of stuff because we could just get bogged down on that. And mm. even though we both have sort of training in that area and a lot of mm. knowledge in that area, um, it's just not the vibe of what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Uh, so... I guess any disclaimer is these are our thoughts. Um, and as I always like to say, this is how I choose to be wrong at this moment in time. I like that. So that's that's my opening. Just want to say to people, I have quoted Ben on that. It's like, well, I have a friend of mine who says. Oh, you yeah, me a friend. Been, yeah, well, we are friends. <laughs> God, you would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... I did a little, um, I did a poll. I did a poll. I thought, um, this is something we need to start doing, right? What, is, what, what was the poll, Ben? The poll. <laughs> Tell us about the poll. We danced. We danced. <laughs> I've lost it. Oh, my goodness. I know. Now I've got thought, ABBA stuck polls. in my head. You got what? I got ABBA. Like, you are the dancing queen. There's an image. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> With the poll. Oh, I just got it. <laughs> So anyway, well. sorry for this one. Uh, I put up the poll, and we've got a quite. We've got, I think, about eleven votes at this point. So, but continue to do it throughout the week, people. It's really yes, good to hear your points do. of view and stuff. Um, so, the eleven people that have voted, the question was: uh, Do you think people are inherently good or inherently bad? Uh, which I know is a totally loaded question, mm. um, and some people have called us out in our crap already, basically saying neither or not all they're both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fair comments. Yeah, those are good comments. I actually really wanted them to comment a little bit more on that. We could have put it in yeah, here, but, elaborate. Yeah. But but no takers. But that's fine. Ninety-one um, percent of voters so far believe that people are basically good, and nine percent are basically bad, which I think ends up at one person thinking that people are basically bad and everyone else so far, 10. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, okay. good. It's, a, it's a small pool. So yeah. it's a small pool. It's a small pool. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's The votes what, are coming in, people. The, the, the votes, votes are coming, coming in. in. Yeah. Uh, which is a really interesting stance uh, to take, given that I know a lot of the people who are listening to our podcast are Christians um, and coming from that sort of Bible-based uh position so i would have actually expected the other side to be a lot higher when we talk about you know people are basically broken and all that sort of stuff which we'll talk more about in a sec mm. uh, so i find it really interesting that it the is. votes have swung that way so far yeah yeah so any comments before we dive in nathan yeah just i guess just ditto i was kind of surprised as well but at the same time not surprised like i think there's a difference between perhaps what people at the front behind behind the podium would think and then what kind of people 
within kind of church settings yeah, would often think. Yeah, I find that really interesting. People often think actually. it's like kind of on par or the same, but actually, no. When you actually unpack pack real life a little bit with the people, quote unquote, down below, you actually see that that on the ground people have very different views. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think it's sad we only don't listen to that more often, actually. Mm. Yeah, um, We kind of think that the guy at the top has all the answers, but really the mm. people living everyday life, they're the ones who know more. Mm. So the opening question we had... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We, yeah I'm, we... I'm going to make you go first on this, you know. Okay. So be, be ready. Oh Nathan, boy. Nathan, how oh. would you define the idea of sin? God, you're an asshole. Forget me to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a sin that I called you an asshole? I think I'm going to have to start putting the explicit tag on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, is asshole a swear word? It's a body part. But it's a body I part. I guess the, there's other words which are actions that you would use well, body parts for, which would be considered swear words, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, fair enough then. Like, I guess if I called you a sphincter, probably wouldn't be the... It's a little more mm. like technical, isn't it? It's, it's like much more technical. Is, you're a sphincter. So not only does it have like that, you, you, you're casting shame on someone for yeah. being like of the... Uh, exiting region of the human body the exiting region. but you've done it so in such a way that makes you, you it makes you sound so superior to you it, medical it, terminology yeah that's yeah, true that's well you're not a sphincter so that's okay <laughs> you know as i'm be trying to avoid <laughs> you're actually... just avoiding this topic altogether. why did we pick oh up? okay all right go how take your best you, shot how would oh god how would i define god okay, let's help, ask me. Him. Come help me help us save us now help me save me from the sin of trying to answer this question about what the heck sin actually is um there's what? a difference between perhaps how I would define it and what I... No. Well, how about we go with that? How about we go with, okay. like, how have you heard it defined? Okay. Like, like let's sort of set that basic sort of... Well, what's in I'll, the, I'll, in the past I'll say how I've heard it defined and that I... And this will actually answer the question because I pretty much agree with how they can't define it. Okay. The, the, two, the two definitions I like, um, first of all, one's actually looking at the, the Greek word for sin, which starts with a H. That's all I know. And it's uh, hamata. Anyway, does, I'm not even going to attempt oh, Greek. There's a couple, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. Google. Um, Poneros is another. <laughs> it's evil, but same similar sort of thing. Wait, what? Poneros. Poneros. What's Poneros? Like a pony. Yeah. <laughs> evil, um, but it's interchangeable. With I'm so lost. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so what? Sorry. Continue. Okay, I'll continue. Um, Sorry, I hope I'm right. Every Greek person on their oh. Facebook page goes, oh, no, it's wrong." <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about ponies. <laughs> <laughs> so, how I've heard defined is first of all, they talk about the, in the Greek they talk about sin as "quote unquote" missing the mark. But I elaborate on that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. so missing the mark. So, if you think of uh, just pure imagery here, if you think of a bow and arrow, not bow and yeah, bow and arrow and a target at the end. If you miss the target, you're missing the mark. Um, now, I elaborate on that because the course of, it begs the question, what is the mark, so to speak? And often when I've heard, and this goes, goes to your secondary question, often I've heard of people refer to sin as kind of like, well, the Bible says this, and if you go against this, then you're breaking God's law, and therefore that's sin. So which, the Bible becomes the mark, in a sense. Pretty much, which yeah. I think is quite abstract and detached. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say, and this is along the thoughts of, the New Testament scholar N.T. Wright, where he speaks of sinners, yes, missing the mark, but the mark being what it means to be a human being. Um, so if we're made a particular way, designed a particular way, to live a particular way, then to, to miss the mark of that um, is to miss the mark of being a truly, fully alive human being, um, which which really resonates with me. And that, of course, begs the question of what it means to be human. And maybe we'll talk about that in this podcast. Maybe not. We'll see how. Oh, I think we're going to. Yeah, I, th- I think it will never <laughs> lead to that. And, um, well, if you don't mind me just, like, very quickly maybe just detouring. And, yeah, please do. Yeah. Um, my current understanding, and it might change um, over time, we'll see, but my current understanding is um, the idea of being a human being is the idea of being made in God's image, which is a big, big term that's thrown around. I guess you could say having the quote-unquote DNA of the creator. And if God is creative, then there's this capacity for creativity of us god is loving there's a capacity of being loving if if god is is peace then there's a capacity for us to make peace in the world and when i look at that that ancient story written in genesis where it talks about you know two two human beings um given a task of and i would say all of humanity um given the task of uh taking what god has made 
somewhere, taking creation somewhere and doing it under the wise and loving rule of the creator under God's guidance. And so in that sense, that's why I think it means to be human. And in that sense, what it means to sin is to miss the mark of, of doing that vocation, if you like, that calling, mm. if you like. And in that, um, it's kind of my second understanding of what I consider sin to be. And uh, I, I, can't, I, I do like citing people to actually be accurate, so that way people can be properly acknowledged. But I forgot the theologian's name, but this particular theologian said something that sin is like the unraveling of shalom, shalom being this Hebrew word of wholeness, mm -hmm. that if you think of the world like a, a, a beautiful, neatly woven fabric, um, to that would be shalom, this wholeness, everything interconnected, uh, interconnection between God and humanity and creation and oneself, and that when that thread is cut, it starts to unravel. And mm. so it's the unraveling of wholeness, the unraveling of shalom. And I would actually put that as to, to what sin is as well. Awesome. Wow. Well done. So, yeah, I did it. <laughs> well done. You did it. I'm, I'm shocked. Good, but I good did job. It. Good job. <laughs> I actually really, really like that interconnected thing. Um, and I'm going to keep asking on that one because it's going to, like, I want to weave that part yeah, to, uh, uh, into weave. my train of thought because yeah, yeah, I cool. think it's actually really yeah, what important. What about you? So, how would you define yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm getting there. Um, so. How have I heard it defined, I think, is a really good place to start because I want to sort of juxtapose to that. Uh, yeah, it's very much those sorts of things like, uh, we'll just start off life with this very much. These are the things you do, you do. These are the things you don't do. And the things you do, do, or do, do. <laughs> wow. Do, do. Do, do. Uh, the things you don't do, that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. You do. So it's very much like these. There's a list of things that are sin and aren't sin mm. sort of thing. Um and then I think a really great way that I heard sum that up to sum that up was someone used like the idea of like they make an made an acronym out of sin S I N, um, and they said it's anything where we act selfishly in nature. Oh yeah. Um, which I thought that was actually really helpful for me for a little while. Yeah. Um, I thought that was actually a, a good understanding of summing up, but still based on all of that sort of behavioural stuff. Sure. Um, but going a little bit deeper with it, which I think there's still some remnants of that which I do like. Um, and then probably more broadly, I would have heard it defined as yeah, anything that is against the will of God. Sure. So if, if God's doing a thing and you're not doing that thing, sure. then you are in sin. Yeah. The biggest thing I have with, I guess like the thing that really came to mind when I was thinking about this throughout the week, because this was very much, a, we're coming up to this episode, like, and I was like, oh my goodness, I have not nailed these things down in my head. So ask me again next week and I'll probably have some different responses. So one of the things that, you know, I kept writing down the words like theologically, theologically, but I thought this actually isn't a theological topic because we're not studying God when we talk about sin, although, you know, you could argue one or the other. But it's actually a study of humanity. Yes. Like what, do, what do we think humans are? How do they act? And that's why I put that question up on Facebook because I thought, you know, this actually what really comes down to. It comes down to how we understand people. Are people yes. basically good or are they basically bad? And how does that play into this whole thing? So a large part of the theology that I've grown up with, not theology, it's not it's not philosophy either. It's not study of human it's, thought. It's so like I don't anthropology, know. Anthropology, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe like a, a little bit like of an um, existential anthropology. Yeah, like this. Oh, the big words we use. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, um, people. <laughs> that's fine. They can use a dictionary for yeah, this one. Yeah, use, use, use Google. Um, anyway, you're saying so... Yeah, so, you know, we've always heard of this story that, you know, we're broken, we're broken. You know, people are basically... Um, this whole original sin concept that sure. humanity, you know, you look around and you see all this evil in the world and people do all these evil things and that's because we're basically broken. And I think that puts us in a really specific stance and I'm going to push that off a little bit to talk about more later because we're going to sure. talk about the impact of this we've, we've seen the understanding of sin have. But the big change for me was really incorporating it into, I guess, an anthropological, so a human understanding of the yeah. way we work and why we do certain things. Uh, so probably leaning on some psychology and stuff like that. And so the big thing that I really came to accept for myself, and this was a really big moment for me personally, was to go, you know what? I'm not broken and people aren't broken and we're okay. <laughs> and yeah, that's really, really big. So that's the first thing that sort of like changed in my understanding of the way we are as humans. Yeah. Because could you, could you unpack that a bit if you don't? I'm don't going mind? to. Yeah. Are you going to? I'm Sorry. actually going to. Yeah. No. So, 
But this is my understanding of humanity as I've done some research and sort of just reading and understanding of certain mm. stuff. So we as humans have developed to a certain point in our development. We are self-aware, unlike as far as we know any other species, at least on our planet. But we can't understand that, we can't comprehend that in its entirety. Most specifically, we can't understand that in regards to our own death or our end. So we understand that we're alive. We know that we are live and we can introspectively analyze that. But as far as our us coming to an end is something we can't quite grapple with. We don't have information beyond that point. And so there's this gap in the human experience, as it were. And we fill that space with a sense of existential anxiety mm. um, about the way that we live. Because we just don't know. Yeah, wow. Um, and our survival instincts can't cope with that idea. Because this sounds like, especially when you're dealing with death, you know, we have this survival kick to we must keep living. And here's this big thing that we don't understand that is literally going to kill us. So what do we do about that? Mm. So I think what we end up trying to do is we end up trying to control everything around us so that that doesn't happen or we have some sort of understanding around that. Um, and this comes up in all sort of weird-ass systems that we make up in order to basically to kind of placate or just sort of put that anxiety to the rest mm. um, because, you know, we've done something. We've, put it, we've been able to sort that out. We can kind of go, oh, okay, cool, I'm in control. Everything's okay. Even though I can't, may not be able to understand things um, in that gap, um, I, I can control this. I can do something about it. But it's all born out of that belief that we are not safe and that we're not okay, right? Um, so I think we play that out basically on how we believe that that... That's why it comes back to that basic question for me. Mm. Are we okay or are we not okay? Wow. Because yeah. I think if we're not okay, then we're really going to go and play out all of these things to try and fix that. We have to fix that. Um, but if we are okay, then... Which, then it's a whole different ball game, yeah. essentially. And that's the ball game I think that we're actually playing. And so when we talk about sin, um, or I've come to, like, because I've become to believe that there's actually nothing wrong with us, that not only are we good, and please, anyone listening to this, like, as far as I'm concerned, you are not broken. Um, there is nothing inherently wrong with you, existentially speaking. Like, I know sometimes we get, like, broken legs or broken arms or we have disease and stuff. So, like, there is, in that sense, quote, unquote, there's something wrong with us. But... As far as our existence, there's nothing wrong with us. So if I were to define sin as anything, it would be the things that we do in order to protect ourselves at the cost of others and the world around us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I know, like I said earlier, some people have defined sin as anything that goes against the will of God. And in some sense, I would go and go, yeah, that's kind of right. Um, because um, it's actually when we believe and act in it's actually when we disbelieve and we act in contradiction to our very nature. Sure. Yes. Oh, that, that we yeah. bring an end to quote unquote life as it was. Yes. Um, not only for ourselves but the world around us and the communities of which we're a part. Um, and if God is the is the divine nature of the, which the universe and He is all about bringing love and life into the world, then yes, sin is anything that goes against that. Sure. So for me, it's very much a an anxiety about our existence that we can't comprehend certain things and then the actions we take that are hurtful and destructive towards other things in order to protect ourselves. So that selfish nature comes into it as mm, well. Yeah. But I don't think that's inherent in our nature. I think that's our response to our nature that we don't want to accept. Yeah, okay. Could you unpack, maybe give an example? I don't know if, if that's too hard to give an example for. Uh, I'm just trying to, trying to kind of understand it yeah better. right i, I so, think I, I think i get what you mean. yeah right okay so actually i don't have an example off the top of my head if it's too hard of a question that, that's okay i mean it would yeah. be hard to give an example for something so yeah i feel like i should have a, a story or a, a thing for it. actually you know, this might be one to go with okay um you mentioned the adam and eve story before so yeah. this isn't like yeah, a yeah. personal one but i think a good one to go with yeah um, so when we talk about the adam and eve story i think we've misused that so poorly <laughs> and like you said this isn't an exegetical um, podcast but uh you know this is a story about adam and eve so man and that you know and mother so this is a talk this is talking about all, all people it's a it's a it's an attempt to understand why we do certain things yeah. um and this is a story that projects that something that people do is they're in this garden everything's okay like this is how actually they exist this is how they are but when presented with an opportunity, um, so like the thing that in that story that is presented to them is uh, 
you're being you're being held out on. Like you don't have this. There's, there's stuff that you okay, don't yeah. understand that God does understand. This is like the fear that's projected by the serpent in the thing, right? Yeah. Um, and the thing that is offered is if you have this, then you will have all of that stuff. You yeah, have okay. full completion. And the lie, and the thing is, people cite that all the time going, yeah, like we had that fruit and so we got all this stuff. Like, no, 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 no. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's not actually how it is. The thing is, how it is is the way it was prior to that point. Yes. This is just explaining going, this, we, we don't understand certain stuff, which is true. Mm. And we reach for things. Um, so Peter Rollins would call it, uh, we make things a sacred object. We oh, okay. At, yeah. we, we look at that, you know, the fruit could be anything in our lives. Where we go, oh, I don't understand this, or I I just have this gap. Sure. But that thing will fix it. Yes. Um, okay. And, and I guess it's that idea that whenever we act out of that place, with that, we're not actually willing to accept that things are all right and that we can be settled within ourselves in this moment and as we are. And when sure. we try to modify that, and when we try and take on things, I'm not saying we shouldn't make changes for our lives because we do and and that's just part of natural life like we talked about with deconstruction and reconstruction yeah but there's a certain level where we do that out of self-protection instead of self-growth okay yeah yeah that 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 makes sense that makes sense it's kind of my idea yeah <laughs> out of self-protection yeah totally kind yeah. of like we think that once we get that thing we feel secure yeah yeah and we'll throw anyone under the bus to get there yes wow yeah, and it reminds me of something I heard in terms of like the idea of like people striving after the personal happiness, but mm. the idea of striving after that that in order for people to reach that ideal, they they're like everyone will be like, oh yeah, that that's a good ideal, but in the long run, people will strive after that ideal, and in striving after that ideal, will go and I will do anything to get to it. Yeah, even and- even if they're like, oh, I'm going to be a kind person along the ways I do it, but. Yeah, Underneath and so of that, if, what's if if sin yeah, would, if I were like going sort of on. pin at anything in that is it's that striving mm, to wow. try and fill the gap. Wow, that's yeah. that's the sin in a sense. Sure, um, and I don't think that's part of our nature. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think that's actually something we choose or we subconsciously choose to respond to our nature in because yeah. we're not happy with it. Would you say part of this? Uh, I don't I'm I'm not trying to skip ahead and talk about solutions just yet but just just very mm. briefly would you say part of the idea is then to realize that what we have right now is enough like yeah and it kind of reminds me of the whole notion of idolatry as you see um in scripture the idea not even in scripture but even just just even just the day-to-day life where we we take something good we turn it into an ultimate thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like in in the mm. Old Testament, that's really the big uh, problem. A lot of the time, we we, we look at those stories. And we're going to go, oh, God was upset because people were worshiping something else. It's, he's really not that upset about that stuff. Uh, largely, the problem is that the critique of the people is that they are actually taking something mm. and making it an idol. So, an idol is anything that we make that goal, that sacred object in our lives. To yeah. kind of go, let's let's fill the gap with that. Mm. And the prophets and all those people who were critiquing them at the time going, you know, no, don't fill your life with that crap yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you're okay. Yes. Just accept life with God. Yes. And they're not saying God will fill that gap. That's not the idea. Like the big thing that came from me reading, uh, again, I'm going to quote Peter Rollins on this to change my life on it, was saying that we just have to accept that the gap is there. Wow. And be yeah. okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because that's how we are. And so our nature isn't that that's wrong. Sure. It's that we constantly are trying to not be okay with that. Oh, man. Okay, that's a bit of a game changer to think about. Because I guess I've I've always thought about, like, God filling the gap, if yeah. you like. Yeah. And uh, I mean, then we just make an idol of God. Yeah. Could you unpack that a bit, though? Because that, that's a bit yeah, of a Yeah, well, we kind of have this idea to... that... I think we try to seek this internal happiness or this sure. internal fulfillment. Again, this is the thing. Like, this is that, you know, yeah. out of that sense of, uh, I don't understand. I, sure. So anything that makes me, anything that numbs that insecurity, anything that makes that go away is great. Sure. And so we can use the concept of divine beings sure. to do that. And just because we're Christians and we believe in God doesn't mean we get away with that scot-free either. We do the yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. Um, just as anyone does with whatever expression of God they use. Mm. That doesn't mean that that... And it's actually got nothing to do with that being or that divine existence in and of itself. It's got everything to do with what we have done with it and how we have narrowed it down to fit into our little box. Yeah. So, you know, you see people people who idolize the Bible in a sense, like 
um, this is the answers for all things. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's life's a book that takes a bunch of it. Yeah, life's more complicated than that. Yeah. Um, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And even if it was the answer of all things, yeah. to idolize it as if it's just something that's going to fix every single problem that you face in life is more about you than it is about it. Yeah. I guess part like of me... the selfish aspect coming in. I'm not so much... It's not so much that I don't... It's not so much that I disagree. It's more so like, for me, I'm trying to kind of wrap my head around it. So part of me goes... Yes, but so like yes, is is I I would say perhaps is there some sense in which being in line of of who God is and 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 resting in that reality will be I'm not sure fulfillment's the right word perhaps but will there be some sense of like you're being in, in a line of what it means to be human which is existentially yeah, yeah, yeah. fulfilling which, which is why I actually really liked what you said earlier because sure. I actually think you were I would agree with you and pretty much yeah, everything okay. you said yeah. um, I'm just coming at it from a more of a human nature perspective i guess and and part of me would go um and this is kind of dive into another topic so i don't want to go too far into it but um from my point of view supposing um my perspective of the christian story of resurrection being the final thing and new heavens new earth and god's presence flooding everything and perhaps from my perspective then if that's in the future then there then it makes sense that there would be a gap and being okay with that as part okay. of just the reality of of where we're at in in history, so to speak, from my point of view, yeah, right. and, and that might be a whole other podcast in terms of our different opinions on that. But you get what I mean from yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, do you see yeah. where I'm coming from? My perspective of like that, like on on, it's almost like the whole paradigm of the kingdom is here, but not yet fully here. And so the kingdom is here, and so there's a sense that we can have some sort of existential fulfillment. Yeah, of following right. Jesus and becoming who we were always created to be. But because we're still on the way and it's not everything is, is restored yet, so to speak, from from my understanding at least. And uh Yeah, and so uh, in I that guess, sense yeah. that's where well, I mean I guess we have we gotta be okay with that. That's yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that being okay with the thing. Like I like the um idea that okay, hang on go high theology get down to low theology yeah um sorry about that when we, no 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 because <laughs> i, I want to match you there in a certain sense like when we talk about you know whenever the bible talks about the whole, whole idea of the kingdom they talk about it being revealed yes um and the only way you can real reveal something is something that's already there yep um, so it's not like you're bringing it it's not like you're bringing it into place it's like you yep. know it's like you imagine that there's a car with a big white cloth over it and you take away the cloth yeah, and you okay. reveal yeah, the yeah. car it's not like the car magically appeared or you did yep. anything to make the car there. be there it's that now your world is yeah, okay, oh, now I see the car. That's that's great. It was always there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, okay. You were just living as if it wasn't. Yes. Yeah, right? Oh, I like that. I like that understanding. Um, so that's that difference. And I like, uh, so uh, like I said, moving down, like Rob Bell has this really great line that he says. It's that um, he, he said it the other day. Um, and we'll, again, we're going to do an episode on heaven and hell pretty soon, I think. Yeah. Um, yes. He said hell, hell, is the, hell is the concept of being at the party and not being able to enjoy it. I love that. Uh, and oh. his whole thing is that, you know, we're here. We've like, you know, the kingdom is here. We are part of it. We're all okay. It's okay. Calm. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. And and so I would launch off that and say sin is anything that you do that allows yourself to not enjoy it in the moment. Wow. In a uh, sense. Greg Boyd says something on the same lines. And he would say that sin is living in unreality. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And he would, yeah, that disconnection. He would, use, yeah. he would use the image of. Right now, God's got a bear hug around all of creation. Yep. yep. Um, we're just refusing to open our eyes and awaken yes. to that truth that's already yeah, real yeah, before yeah. Us. And because yeah, for me, it's because of that anxiety we have that we can't actually accept that that's the case. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. yeah I'm that, getting that, there. Yeah. that makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's for me. That's why, like you were talking about that shalom, that interconnectedness. That's why that yes. really, really comes into play for me because everything. <laughs> have you watched uh, that TV show, Dirk Gently, at all? No, I haven't. Oh no. my goodness, watch Dirk Gently. All right, we'll you do. just trip trip you out entirely but um the big catch cry for that show is everything is connected Um, oh right yep yep and it's probably not the best example if anyone's seen that show to prove this point in any way at all but (laughs) (laughs) everything is connected um and again it's yeah it's it's kind of like you know what there's there's a reality to the world around us and when we act in contradictory to that and you know i i would think one of the things that people would counteract to this whole sort of idea is like well does that mean you can do whatever you want then no, <laughs> because because uh, we still do destructive things out of that place. We actually need yes. to be reminded. This is why we need to have good, healthy people around us and having a good, healthy perspective of the mm. universe and 
whatever god you want to accredit that to um the way that you see those things working is the way it's going to play out in your life in a lot of ways um and so having those healthy people will help I guess manage that existential yeah, anxiety, yeah, totally. so you're not going to go out and like destroy nations or kill people well, no, and stuff like and, that because you don't need to do that to somehow feel better about yourself. Exactly, and this is where I still perhaps lean on the other definition I use in terms of sin as the the, the unweaving of wholeness. Yeah, that's of right. Yeah, because there's, like, there's the things where you're like you look at people doing it, like yeah, that's actually destructive. That's actually unweaving nature. That's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, that's right. It, it's, it's not. It's, it's yeah. breaking apart. In very real, tangible ways, our relationship with each other, yeah. our relationship with ourselves, creation, God. And I don't mean that in the, the esoteric, oh, relationship with God, like God's up there. I no, mean no. like there's deep interweaving. Yeah, correct. It's actually, in fact, in Hebrew thoughts about the space in between. Yeah, It's yeah, this yeah. idea that, that you're breaking the space. It's It's been... And, and in some ways, from an anthropological... So anthropology, like the study of humanity. Yep, cool. yeah. I'll explain from, the words now. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. From the study of humanity point of view, I, there was one preacher who said, sin is actually one of those things which is very easy to prove. And I'll unpack that a bit. Hmm. He didn't mean prove in the sense of there's a God and therefore there's moral laws. That's a whole other topic yeah, in yeah. some ways. I mean more like it's very self-evident it's almost inbuilt into the fabric of reality that certain actions will bring about destructive ends and destructive ends for yourself for others for creation for this 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 deep sense of connectivity with the divine it, mm. it's actually very self-evident yeah. I, I thought that was quite profound when he said yeah. that the the thing that goes to my head is like a qualifier because i like i'm really cautious whenever i write stuff to say i don't want to like align the idea of like Anything that destructive is destructive is bad. Sure. Um, like especially when we talked about deconstruction, and reconstruction a couple of weeks ago. Oh, it's like, sure. You know, okay. There's a certain level of destruction which is actually healthy for life, and you know things need to go through that. Yeah. Um, that process. It's almost like an unpacking and breaking it down. Yeah. So like intent becomes a really big part of that then, yep. because um, you know, tearing down a house to build something better or more appropriate mm. um, is actually a good healthy process that isn't sinful. Whereas if you're actually tearing things down because of spite and you yep. want people to not be in safe places and all that sort of stuff, then yeah. So or even though your actions may be quite the same, um, your intent behind them yep. is good. So there is a level of, that does mean there's inherently a level of subjectivity to sin as well. Sure. Um, given on any, you know, from culture to culture, place to place, um, we could potentially say, I mean, even you know, we could sit here and say, you know what, just killing someone is hands down, no matter what the context is, sin. But then, you know, you're going to find context if you actually start thinking about that pretty broadly where you're like, okay, making the decision to kill someone may not always be sin. Like there are actually, sure. like, there are actually you know, situations where someone's very, very sick or something like that where that's perhaps not the, is the right thing to do. Sure, sure. So, um, and I think that's really cool, like in uh, what Jesus was talking about when he talks about how, you know, the law, as, as it were, and here, that's a whole different context. I know we're not talking about what is right and wrong when he mentions the word the law but in the way that he was talking about that and he said that moved to being written on our hearts mm. um actually became a way that we understood and saw the world and that we saw things through that perspective and yeah. even though our actions may be much the same it's more about the heart behind the issue rather yeah. than the actual actions which have been dictated to us yeah okay i although i think part of me part of me is like a half half on that yeah yeah um so part of me goes I do believe there is some subjective nature to things. Like, I actually do believe there is actually a, a high degree of situational ethics, which do has to mm. be at play. I would say there's situational ethics, but within the broader reality of, does this increase love of God and love of neighbor, so to speak? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. if I go, okay, if this as its ends leads to a lack of love, or which I think you agree with, I think I'm just new oh, entirely. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just trying, yeah, I mean, and I'm thinking about it now, like there, if we start talking about actual intents, there's things that like we mm. could say, you know, torture is, I can't think of any situation where that's a, yeah, yeah, that's totally. done in a loving attitude. Sure. Um, yeah. 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 I just think it was worth, worth qualifying. So Agreed. I guess, yeah. I guess for me, even the whole idea of objective subjective still has to be unpacked from, in a later podcast. Yeah, yeah. The, I still think from, from one perspective, we are subjective human beings and we'll always will be subjective. Mm. But with Jesus, personally, I believe with Jesus, we can, the objective is, so to speak, come close in person. So we can start to discern more clearly, but without ever thinking we've got all together, more clearly a sense of what it means 
to be human and what in that sense what it means to do things which either bring love of God or love of our neighbor well both and into it. and so I guess for me I go there is that subjective element but within the overarching yeah, yeah, paradigm yeah, of yeah. there's still an objective I would say there's still an objective sense of um, God having a way of the world to function. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think there's also, well, it's to be fun because even though I said intent is a big thing about it, outcomes would also be another aspect to it as well because Absolutely. you might say, oh, I didn't mean to do that, but you know, that thing that happened caused disunity yeah, totally. and disconnection and yeah, all that yeah. stuff, completely perhaps not by intent, but sin occurred from that in the sense that sin is this deconstruction this deconnecting de deweaving of things sure yeah um it's both and really you want to be mindful of intent but yeah 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 so there's obviously a balancing scale and it goes one way and the other and i think the really big important thing is for me and i think this leads into our next sort of question fairly well Mm. is that because i could say that like if i i know if i were to say to someone or if someone were to say to me or would have said to me a long time ago doesn't really matter what your intent is if the outcome was this then that was sin and I've been like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be judged for things I didn't mean to do. Um, and is this this whole like that whole nature of being judged for it sure. um, is a big is inherently has been built into this whole concept mm. um, that people do certain things and judgment will come out of that. Mm. Um, which is not like my response to that is no, <laughs> it's not sure. how it should be done at all. Um, there should be understanding and grace and love sure. awarded in all those situations. Um, but I think it does raise the question, like, how does this whole concept of sin been used in society or has it been used well or poorly? What have been the outcomes that you may have seen from that? Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit of a mixed bag, really. Mm. Um, Certainly, my own experience of understanding sin has actually been quite positive because even though I've gone to other churches, we've been rather conservative in our definition of sin. I've just ignored all they said. I've so been my own independent. It's positive because I don't pay attention. Yeah, yeah. I've been my own independent <laughs> thinker on this topic for for, for many of years, and uh, yeah, like it's all those things, right? In some ways, it's hard hard to unpack how how has it been used and what was the question exactly? Like how it's been used. Yeah, like in society, in a sense, like you know, it's obviously. I mean, I think if you walk up to anyone on the street and say, "Oh, you're sinning," uh, they would have some pre pre assumptions about what you mean. It would be a completely foreign concept to them. I, so, like, yeah. how's it been used? Well, uh, it's one of those things. Or... If if you were to never use the word sin, but just describe what sin is to people, yeah, I think you'd be actually be hard pressed to find a lot of people disagreeing. I might be wrong in saying that, but I I don't think one would. Like, if you were to just be like, um you're a human being and when you live in a way that brings disunity to your community mm, yeah, and, yeah. and to yourself and to others and it's just it has a ripple effect in the world and it just brings damage and destruction yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. be like yeah I, I believe that. yeah for sure and then something... i'll go surprise i wouldn't say actually say this <laughs> but like in the back of my head, like, surprise that's actually the, the concept of oh yeah I, you know honestly i think if you did that with most theology yes and ask people like blah 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 and be like yeah and you're like oh surprise yeah <laughs> <It's> <laughs> you tri- think this yeah it's, it's these tr- it's, in some ways these trigger words like so, like, when I've seen sin discussed in society, when they've actually used the word sin, it's often yeah. been been quite uh, in the very abstract kind. Of, the Bible says this, and you're sinning. Yeah. You know, you know, eternal burn, repent and believe. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of street preaching type style stuff. And I just think they've missed the mark, so to speak, of yeah. of, of a deeper reality of 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 what it means to be a human being. That's that's going against the grain of their own yeah. humanity. But so I guess, like, I find that that mentality, even though we may not do the burnt, turn and burn sermons anymore, well, I don't see them, that mentality still sits there sure. um, in a lot of ways. Because, I, like, I don't think, you know, you, know, you go to churches and they have all these, this is how you convert someone, right? Um, or you, this, is how you con- <laughs> this is how you convince someone that Christianity mm. is right. Sure. And I, I don't think I've heard any argument that doesn't start or doesn't start with, trying to convince someone that they're broken uh you know what i mean like the roman's road yeah yeah Yeah. but it's like even all the arguments i hear it's like all right the world is broken or you know there is sin or uh, things are not okay um that's the basic like if you can accept that basic thing then we have a solution for it right (laughs) but i I know what you mean yeah and i guess like for me that's the big thing that i actually find has been really damaging in a lot of ways uh i think it's we've 
people who have done that and I've done that as well, definitely, yeah, um, unfortunately. Where, but like looking back, I was like, you know what? I created an unsafe world for people. I told people that the world isn't, that they're not okay. Mm. Um, that the, I remember I was watching a documentary once and they made the comments, like when we tell kids that they need to repent or they need to, you know, the, they need to repent, you know, and give their lives to, to God so that they can go to heaven. Automatically, they're smart enough to go, well, if I don't, that means I go to hell. And already they're living in a universe with a very unsafe God in it. Wow, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a and very which, scary place. Exactly. And that's that fundamental question. Is this place I live in unsafe? Is yeah. And, you know, there's unsafe? there's unsafe things in it for yeah. sure. But the, as an existential level. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like it's like, is that. God unsafe? Is, is um, God against me? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's almost like I had this analogy thinking about it. It's almost like, you know, those conspiracy theories where like uh, pharmaceutical companies put out viruses so that they can actually supply um the drugs to fix the wow. virus right yeah yeah and it's like on some level have we done that as you know as religious people as christians have we perpetuated this idea of sinfulness and brokenness that people are not okay in order that we can prevent provide an option yeah, for the them cure. to fix it here's the yeah, cure yeah, yeah. we have it like as, long as, you believe, as long as you believe that you're trash then we can fix it for you yeah <laughs> and if, sorry, do you got more no, to no, say? I don't don't. Wanna... Oh, I'll probably chime in again. But and, and, right. <laughs> one, and for me, this has to do with what I, what I perceive as an incomplete narrative. And I'll explain what I mean by that. So <laughs> you always do. when yeah. I hear you say, say that, it reminds me of this, that we are starting in Genesis chapter 3, not chapter 1. And let me explain. So Genesis chapter 3 is that, that, that story that we find in the beginning of the Bible where Traditionally, it's understood that human beings went against God, whatever yeah. that means. But let's just yeah, let's yeah. just roll with that for a second, okay? But that pe- people start there and they go, "Oh, you're a sinner. Yeah, repent and believe." Whereas I go, uh, I'm not sure if this is what you're touching on. Whereas I go, actually, God created and it was good. Mm, yes, and you are very good. Yes, yes. And in that sense, our core humanity is actually not original sin, which is that which is a theological topic right there, but actually it's as it's, I've heard a coin original blessedness that we're actually created good. And if we start with Genesis chapter three, which is your trash and you're broken and mm. that's, that's who you are. People think, Oh, that's who I inherently am. Yeah. Whereas in Genesis one, if you start with actually you're a human being who's good, your essence in, in your essence is good. Yeah. You eventually get to chapter three, but if you start there, you actually start with saying actually who you are is inherently good. You're just somebody who's, you know, just wandered down the wrong road or has got dis-ease, if that makes sense. Not dis-ease in terms of like you're completely affected, but more just like you are are inherently good. Mm. Um, Full stop. You're inherently good. so can you unpack something for me then? Because yeah, like sure. I have used, I've heard that argument used a lot of times, sure. and the argument is always is still to support the idea that we were once okay, but now we're not. See, yeah, I, I would say that um, maybe this is where we disagree. I don't know. I would say how people have used that is like we were okay and now we're not, as if we were okay and now we're completely affected, and we're trying drenched in sin and we're you know, we're, we're dirty and whatnot. Mm. I would say it, more in line with the Eastern Orthodox Church, which they would they would emphasize actually that we are good through and through and through, mm. um, but we're not perfect. We're, we've kind of stuffed up. Oh, but, yeah. that doesn't, but that doesn't oh, make us that core right. horrible thing, yeah, yeah. But well, I guess <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I do actually believe we are, I wouldn't call us quote-unquote sinners. I would say that we are people who are affected by this disease called sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the various ways we've defined that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how I understand. So I don't, I don't believe in, you know, for those who come from a particular church background and probably understand this phrase, the idea of, in certain circles, the idea of total depravity. You know, yeah, the, yeah. you are totally depraved. Yeah, yeah. You know, you are like a... A, you know, a spider who's been dangled over, you know, a fiery pit yeah, yeah. to quote Jonathan Edwards here <laughs> for those who have, for those who come from that background. You know, I don't believe in that at all. I would say that we are human beings who have just gone down the wrong pathway, but the wrong pathway doesn't mean that you are somehow now, it doesn't mean that your your actual state of being has shifted from you're good and now you're, you're terrible, mm. but it's more, no, you're good. You're still good. You're just somebody who's, who's, uh, you're full of glory, but you're broken, but broken, not in the, <laughs> it's hard to explain because 
the language of brokenness is often used as a total brokenness. Yeah. Whereas I'm more so saying, I'm trying to picture, like, give a good analogy to explain <laughs> where I'm coming from. It's like, oh, man, I don't know. I, I think like, the language of disease actually helps. Like, if you think of sinners of disease as sinners who you are, like, you're not a sinner, you're somebody yeah, so who's, it's, it's, you're a human being who's good, um, but we sin, we stuff up. And yeah. we've carried that on just throughout our throughout the generation, so to speak. And now we look out in the world and we see war and we see poverty and we see how we treat each other and we see... Yeah, so yeah. we're not yeah, the sum total of those things, yeah. but as a result, just how history has spun out of itself. Yeah, yeah, we've no, gone against yeah, the grain of our own humanity. And I actually think that's really important because the amount of times you know people go, well, there's sin in the world, you can see that in war. I'm like, no, I can see war because people are dicks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and... Uh, you know, we make those decisions. Humans, you know, the, the things that are happening on the planet are because of people's choices, not because of there's some broken nature underlying all of these sure. things. People made those decisions. You know, and sure, we can psychoanalyze everyone. And, you know, and I would say to a certain level, we can yeah. hypothetically do that and figure out the reasons and what anxieties have caused them to do those things. Hmm. Um, but I also wonder how much of us telling people that they're sinners has actually caused those things to happen. Like, sure. you know, we've told people, oh, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, or you're broken, or you're broken, you're broken. And they're like, oh, I'm broken, I'm broken. I, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, and so it's, it's almost like this self-fulfilling um, prophecy I know. and stuff. So you know, it's like it's we, hard for me to the, unpack the, then. The, yeah. world, the world is bad because we kept telling everyone it was bad. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess, but I guess I think it's also, as, as like a matter of fact, like I just look around and I go, this is where this is where I, I struggle with language because on one hand I don't think a baby who's born is a sinner like I, I oh, don't like no, I don't yeah. hold a baby and go oh you know look at this it's sin <laughs> you know yeah I agree I think they're a beautiful human being they're that, still incredibly selfish at times don't get me wrong well, but, that's, <laughs> but there's an inevitability because they live in a world that is just full of systemic corruption yeah but i they guess live like, in a world that yeah and even is like the, this even that there's a division like being acting to survive is also different than acting selfishly yeah. as well so yeah, yeah, a, yeah. so that's a good distinction lines, but yeah. yeah that's a good distinction so i guess that's what i mean like the idea of like you know sin carrying through humanity i still believe that but not in the traditional church theological way of like you are a sinner and you make babies, and they're sinners, and you make... I see it more complex now. I, I take in, like, the whole idea of sis, just systems and society, epigenetics, like, just everything kind of just works in of itself. That mm. It's not like this... It's not. It's more organic in nature. It's not like I go, yeah, I agree. oh, there's this legal status, and now you're a sinner, and then you're going to make babies, and they're going to be sinners. <laughs> I'm all like, there's just this more organic natural outflow, and that goes back to the whole idea of yeah. shalom being unraveled, that because yeah, yeah, yeah. we as a humanity have continued doing awesome things, invention, society, creativity, but we're doing it in a way that I don't perceive is often under the wise and loving rule of creator of creating that wholeness and shalom of the world that mm. it's inevitable that we as a humanity are sinners but not in the sense of you're a terrible like you you your core humanity is sin mm. but more of you're a human being who's living in the world that's broken and that brokenness is going to inevitably affect us and outwork itself in yeah, yeah. every way shape and forming both in your household to how you do work and to to life and things like that. That's kind of what I mean. Yep. It, it's really, in some ways, it's hard to unpack without using that language that people have often used in yeah. dehumanizing ways because I do think some of that language can still be helpful to a certain extent as long as it's redefined well, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Okay, well, we're, we're, let's read this for 50 minutes. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness, what are we talking about now? Um, but I think, like, a good sort of way perhaps to sort of round this out where we're at mm. because, oh, my goodness. What do we do with all this? Is she done with another 50 minutes? That's a, that's a, it's a good question. Yeah, though, well, like, I, guess, like, we... I guess my thing would be, I, I think it's going to my mind is, like, what advice would I give to someone? Like, if, okay, if sure. someone came to me, like, you know, and like I'm a sinner, I'm a horrible person. What, what would ah, sure. Well, you, to them? you you answer. I've answered yeah, yeah. the first two questions a couple of times. I want I want yeah, to hear yeah, your yeah, perspective no. so first. Like, I think my thing would be like, chill out. <laughs> first and foremost, just just chill chill out. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't. Again, this is all loaded stuff. I mean, this is so hard because it's such a niche. It's not a niche topic, but it's such. 
it's so loaded and connected to so much stuff. About. I know it brings up all the other can of worms. It's like you know yeah, we have to talk like, about. Some so point. you know I you know we'll get there, but what the hell? Um, yeah. Speaking of, like you well, know you're not going to hell. It's fine. Just relax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, there is something that is upsetting you. Let's actually work on a case-by-case basis. Let's talk with yeah, you. Let's actually great. sort out why this is happening for you, why you're feeling this way. Um, let's not just condemn you as being a bad person because I don't believe you're a bad person, though you may be doing self-destructive or destructive things. Yeah. Um, and let's work through that. But let's work on the basis that, mm. you know, that you are lovable, that you are love, can yes. love, and that everything is can be okay to yes. a certain extent within that system. Um, but I also did like your analogy that you're talking about before. And I, the picture I had was, you know, good people walking in dangerous areas, you know, mm-hmm. almost like you have this picture of a knight as if the knight, a knight is a symbology of someone being good, you know, because it's not at all that they were political f- figure arms to go and kill people. But, um, you know, s- someone walking down a dark alleyway in a sense, yeah. you know, it's a good yeah, person, I, I but they're mean. just in the wrong location in a certain sense. Yeah. And I think there's a certain aspect that in the world, but like obviously the alleyway or was created by people who weren't, being yeah. it is so complex <laughs> it is it is it's very complex but but, but go um, on so but i guess like the thing i was going to take from that or put on there is to round it around and to get all super christian is i think that's where jesus led a really really great example with his life especially with um you know coming to the end of his story with the, the whole his um, crucifixion because this was a guy who was expected to rise up and challenge the power at the time. Like, it was a hugely political situation. Yes. Um, and everyone expected this dude to come up, somehow overthrow the powers um, through some sort of violence or subversion or some sort of act like that in order to make a certain people have value and have a place again. Mm. But his response to that wasn't to arc up and do something destructive, but was rather to bring a place of sacrifice. And it's in that place where he found, like, where the end of the story for that is new life was given. Mm. Um, so it was actually through acting in an, like, it was the least selfish thing that he could possibly do in that moment. Yeah. Um, and another analogy of that, which is an anime show called Naruto, which I absolutely love. There's a beautiful story in that as, uh, it's, it's just like this story that's set in this world with ninjas and stuff like that. And all these ninjas have their own towns that they're a part of. Um, and they act as the military force for each nation. But the theme that the show keeps running into is the idea that the reason that they're going into war again or the reason they're going to fight against these people is because they hurt us first. Um, and so we're defending ourselves or we're, we're seeking justice and we're trying to do this. And so there's this discussion consistently throughout the show of this, this the cycle of pain and suffering. It just keeps yeah. going, just keeps going. How can we possibly stop the, the cycle of pain and suffering? And the main character's like trying to, Naruto's trying to, at some point, I'm trying to figure that out. I was like, what is the response? How do we possibly wow. stop the cycle? Mm. And for him, it's like, well, someone has to allow the buck to stop them. They yes. have to be like... And so for him, he goes, well, it's me. Like, I will take on everyone's pain. I will take on everyone's suffering. And I will be the one that takes it. And I won't rebel. I will survive that. Um, and it's a very self-sacrificing, very selfless perspective to take. Yeah. The other beautiful aspect of the show is as he tries to do that more and more and he tries to take on all of the hate and all of the things every time he meets and someone's like, I'll take that on, I'll take that on. Wow. His friends keep slapping him back up backside the head because his friends are all the people that he did that to. Yeah. Um, they're all these people with hate and they're like, oh no, you showed us a better way to live. Um, and they slap him upside the head constantly. It's like, no, you can't do this alone. <laughs> wow. We're going to carry that with you. And so you kind of get this growing cohort of people who are willing to take on the suffering and pain of everyone around them yes. as a community rather than fight back and rather make this oh, difference. And it's this beautiful, beautiful image. That's and beautiful I think, image. you know, and it just echoes through as, and I think, you know, the fact that that can be told in the biblical story and that fact that, that can be told oh, yeah. in the anime in Japan, um, I think it speaks to the universality of the story of that, um, yes. that truth. Yes. That, and again, for me, it goes back to that, whole human nature anxiety thing when we stop bowing to that when we actually stop trying to act out of that place of oh i need to get justice for this or i need to do this or i just you know it's those things when we're not even thinking a lot of the time we just yeah. gut instinct reaction to protect ourselves um, and we just take a moment and we go all right let's just stop <laughs> wow wow um let's let's do this in the way that we're not buying into the lie yeah you know um and i think for me that's the big sort of 
solution we can get out is we can stop the feedback loop yeah 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 and i really much resonate with that especially in light of as you said the crucifixion of, of jesus and i mean that's a whole other podcast about atonement but one day we'll touch on it but just to skirt and then to perhaps give my answer as well yeah go um the idea yeah that on the cross all the evils of the world converged on jesus and he took it into himself and in his death he it's it's the death of death and the death of christ it's the death of sin and the death of of christ and the resurrection being being the the victory so to speak the victory of love Mm. that it and that naruto story really resonates with me the idea that there's a better way and to do that communally and to become people then who become um who take on the world's pain but respond in love, so mm, to speak. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of pastoral qualifiers with that, but I won't go into oh, that. Well, like you know, I like said, this is all like this discussion broadly. is yeah, and we have yeah. to, and like because we've you know we've said this, this uh, any discussion about this nature is always, I think there's always going to be nuanced qualifiers. And yeah, and I think it always has to be case by case. Yeah. Like I think that's where we get into so much trouble, and yeah. I think that's when we're kind of like this is the rule. Yeah. It's like no, oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but broadly speaking, the idea of that in Christ sin, and, and this is why, I, at least what I believe, that in Christ sin has converged on, on him, but not in a God's put sin on him way, but more like humanity is thrusted. Yeah, I think, sin. well, for me, I, that's why I would call it a universal story. Yes, exa- yeah. exactly. Yeah. I absolutely agree. So, yeah, and that yeah. in that sense, sin has been dealt with. In terms of like, I'm with somebody who's, in terms of being with somebody who talks about you know, their life, oh, I'm a sinner and whatnot, pretty much ditto to what you said about challenging that notion first, mm. but giving them a, a better version of their humanity, which I think is the true and authentic version of their humanity. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would so, so ditto, and then I would I, another aspect in terms, I, I would see in light of discipleship of, in terms of um, going to them, I was like, well... Like when I see scripture, just to backtrack, when I see scripture, the I've been reminded of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the church in Rome, and he talks about um, quote unquote dealing. I mean, it's, it's, it's sometimes a bit, you know, I don't like that word sometimes, yeah. but just just for lack of a better word, quote unquote dealing with sin. He talks about it in terms of not worrying too much, just seeing a new life. Mm-hmm. And this is where I go. We are saved. from from sin in order to be saved into a new life. And actually, if the focus and the emphasis isn't about how you've stuffed up or how you did wrong, but actually that actually, oh, look, yeah, okay, you, you did those things. That's not who you are. That's just what's happened. Hey, look, there's a better way to live. And don't worry. Look, the past is the past. Let's let's focus on the new. That's kind of my understanding that one, one preacher I like always has often used to say to me, he used to say, you know, we should just live a new life in such a way that we, the question of sin doesn't even pop up. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that. like yeah, you're, it's you're, we we live a new life of love and live a new life of peace. Yeah. Imperfect, you know, always an imperfection, but nonetheless yeah. in following. Because it kind of says that the more we're looking for it, the more we'll see it. And exactly. If we just change that again. I, yeah. I think that's the big takeaway for me. It's like, you know, if we just stop for a second and go, there's another way to do this. Yes. Um, let's find the other way. And, and that's kind of how I would see about the idea of perhaps on a one-on-one case, but nonetheless case by case, but nonetheless one-on-one basis of moving through life. And that is actually to see, not to be so caught up in the wrong, but be caught up in the new. Yeah, right. And I think um, that allows us, that forces us to not judge so much as well. Exactly. Because I think if we're actually caught up in that and i think if we're seeing case by case and i think if we're actually interacting because like the biggest thing people kind of go case by case oh my goodness how do we do anything it's like you know what you do it by getting to know people yeah you get you, you do it by getting to hear their stories yeah sure we're not as efficient at making the machine work but maybe the machine is part of the problem yeah um so yeah yeah and it's not like those broad truths still aren't there loving god loving neighbor yeah exactly yeah all right well i think we'll wrap it up mm. there Oh my goodness, we can't wait to hear. <laughs> Actually, I really hope people comment and stuff like that. I really please like to do. hear. Please do. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, please share our content as well if you like it. Share it if you don't. Share it if you don't. <laughs> yes, please just, just share. Just share. Just, share. Uh, just do it at this point. I think uh, we're, at the beginning, we were like, just do it if you like it. No, like, just do it. Like, just, do no, it. just do it. <laughs> so in light of just being a little bit more, a little bit more forefront, 
please review us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It Keep actually, those reviews up. Yeah. It actually helps us get more... I, I will get on here and I will cry the day that we're actually on a list and I don't have to search for our name just exactly. because of the amount of reviews that so come please. in. Just hit five star. You don't have to write anything. Just hit yeah, the just hit five star. That's all you've got to do. Yeah. Or, or any star. Or, I'm not or three. Okay. Forcing you to... Yeah, but, you know, but, do, whatever. but just... Do five something. Stars. Do but, something but, with our podcast. But five stars. Five stars. Great. <laughs> share us on Facebook. Share us just with your mates in whatever way, shape, or form. We're also on Instagram. We're or also if you're on in Twitter. Like a, a random conversation, like, "Hey, these guys are really cool." Exactly. Actually, yeah, yeah, they're cool. Exactly. Yep. Yes, we are shamelessly plugging <laughs> to the max. But you know what? Me and Ben don't care. We, don't we care. want to get ourselves really out there because we we believe we've got things to say. Oh, and we what we that's have, that's undi- undeniable. <laughs> you know, because the fact that we do this podcast, so please do that for us. That'd be great. Cool. Alrighty, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. And we're going to talk about immortality. Woo, fun. Bye. Bye.